Welcome to the New Species Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Albion. On this podcast, we learn about recent discoveries of species that are new to science, but not necessarily new to nature. We ask scientists how they found these new species and why they matter. We learn about what makes a new species and hear some behind the scenes stories along the way. So join us as we explore the biodiversity of our planet and the scientists who help us better understand it. Welcome to the New Species Podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Albion, and I'm here today with Facundo Righetti, a PhD student of the Azara Foundation, Universidad Mamonides Conicet. He's here today to tell me about his paper in Nature's Scientific Reports, in which he and his co-authors describe a brand new genus and species of Thyreophoran dinosaur, a group of armored dinosaurs that lived from the early Jurassic period until the end of the Cretaceous period. Welcome, Facundo. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, Zoe. Uh, many thanks for your invitation to the podcast uh, and for your interest in our research. So happy to have you here. Um, so let's actually start with the timeline. These Thyreophoran dinosaurs, which are a clade of Ornithischian dinosaurs, lived from approximately 201.3 million years ago to 66 million years ago, which is quite a long period of time. Um, can you tell us first how paleontologists estimate the age of the dinosaurs they study, and then how old do you estimate this new species to be? Well, uh, to date fossils, uh, we have some ways. Uh, the most used forms include absolute and relative datations uh, made um, on the rocks that contain fossils. Uh, the absolute datations depends on chemical analysis uh, in samples of uh, sedimentary rocks and give us a precise number of uh, antiquity. Relative datations points out which, um, which strata uh, are older or younger than others. But there's no, uh, there's no a precise value. Using a combination of these uh, datations, we can know which fossils are older or younger than others with an approximate value. As an example, in the case of our newly discovered dinosaur, Chacapil, a volcanic stratum uh, above this level of the finding was absolutely dated in 93 million years ago. Since Chacapil was found below this layer, this value is uh, considered as the youngest possible age for the Chacapil stratum. For the older age, a similar proceeding was made. And these fossils were found in a really interesting place, um, actually as part of the Candeleros formation of La Buitrera Paleontological Area in Argentina. Can you tell us more about this place and explain how paleontologists go about finding new dinosaur specimens? Yes. Uh, La Buitrera is located in North Patagonia in Argentina. The rocks from La Buitrera paleontological area uh, represent the deposits uh, of an ancient uh, desert called Cacorcom Desert. Our team has been working there for 22 years. Uh, each year, we go again and find new specimens of several species. The whitish bone stands out from the reddish rocks, so you can see this clearly while walking through the field. The armored dinosaur, Chacapil, legged snakes, terrestrial crocodiles, tiny theropods, and mammals, turtles, sphenodontians, and other vertebrates are part of the rich fauna of La Uitrera. These are usually found articulated and partially complete. 
articulated, meaning that they're all laid out in the correct order as they would have been when the specimen was alive. Did you yourself collect these specimens? And uh, no, <laughs> these were collected in several field trips uh, since uh, 2012 by several members of, uh, of the different uh, exp expeditions. Most of the material was loaned out uh, because in Argentina fossils are national heritage under the control of the province, uh, Rio Negro province in this case, and lodged in the Azara Foundation. When we started claiming the remain, uh, remains in the laboratory, we were surprised because we thought we, uh, that this was a strange, uh, a strange type of crocodile. And clean, uh, clean the remains showed, uh, showed us something completely different. In the last field trips in uh, 220 and 222, we collect new remains of Chacapil that will be studied soon. That's really exciting. Can you explain to us what thyreophoran dinosaurs are and what they look like? Well, <laughs> thyreophorans are a kind of uh, herbivore dinosaurs characterized by a wide uh, diversity of osteoderms in the forms of scutes, spines, or plates along their head, neck, backs, and tail. The very most uh, are mid-to-large-sized quadruped forms like the more famous Stegosaurus and Ankylosaurus. Um, but the early thyreophorans were like the forms with uh, Scutellosaurus uh, as the only one proposed as a bipedal instance, now shattered with Chagapil. And how did you know that your new specimen belonged to this clade, but not to any other existing genera or species? Because this uh, bears uh, several anatomic uh, features that fit with, uh, with this clade. For example, the presence of leaf-shaped uh, tooth crowns and a predentary bone in the mandible are a characteristic of orientation dinosaurs. Also, uh, several phylogenetic analyses uh, show us the, the close relationship of Chacapil not only to ornithians, but, but also as a thyreophoran and more closely related to Celidosaurus or Scalidosaurus. The absence of uh, a mandibular fenestra, the tooth crown shape, and the presence of many osteo osteoderms, some of which uh, join together in a cervical element, cervical rings in Scalidosaurus and Ankylosaurus, among other features, show uh, their affinities to uh, thyreophorans. However, some features are similar to other ornithischian clades. I hope that the that material and the preparation helps to, to solve these problems. This new genus and species has uh, several traits that are quite different from its close ancestors. Is that correct? Yes, uh, Scutellosaurus and Scalidosaurus are earlier relatives, uh, the second being the closer thyreophoran to uh, Chacapil. The former is thought to be a bipedal form, while uh, Scalidosaurus was uh, proposed as a facultative quadruped, uh, a quadruped that may incur in a bipedal stance when necessary. In this context, uh, the very reduced arms of Chacapil may reflect a reversion into the fully bipedality 
something uh, very strange within thyreophorans. Also, Jacapil shows uh, deeper mandibles and uh, larger wear facets in uh, tooth crowns that suggest a stronger bite than, than their earlier relatives. And how did you come up with the name Jacapil Canicura? Well, uh, the name Jacapil Canicura uh, includes some of the diagnostic features of the species, but we used native people language to name it. The genus Jacapil means shield beard in the uh, Gananayahish or Puelchan uh, language. The specific uh, epithet uh, Canicura means stone crest referring to the uh, diagnostic ventral crest of the mandible in the Mapudungun language. These uh, languages have been combined as a tribute of both of the coexisting native populations of North Patagonia. That's really meaningful. And the discovery of Jacopil also has interesting implications for Thyreophoran geographic ranges. Can you tell us about that? One of the uh, striking things about uh, Jacopil is that it is a late Cretaceous species, almost a uh, hundred million of years younger than their uh, closest relatives, the early thyreophorans from the early Jurassic. This uh, difference in age opens an extensive ghost lineage of new thyreophorans in South America. I mean, a temporary extensive lineage with a lack of fossil record suggesting another potential phylogenetic position of Jacapil or a real lack of fossil record. Probably the very poor uh, thyreophoran fossil record from South America is hiding part of this uh, lineage. We hope uh, new findings uh, and the cleaning of uh, more Jacapil remains help to solve this problem. A lot of times on this podcast, we discuss the ecology or behaviors of a new species, but that's quite difficult in this case because your specimen is millions of years old. What can you tell us about how your new species and other thyreophorans might have lived? Uh, thyreophorans are commonly proposed as uh, herbivores of low uh, vegetation, uh, living in a variety of habitats. Nodosaurids are more commonly associated with wet to flooded lowlands, and chylosaurids and some stegosaurs are, are thought uh, to live in more dry systems, with some cases living in deserts, like uh, Pinacosaurus from Mongolia. Following the later, Chacapil was found in dune deposits of the ancient Cocorcon desert. However, the remains seem to be uh, found near the margins of the desert, surely closer to better food uh, sources. In this way, the dentition of Chacapil suggests a more efficient processing of harder uh, food than other thyreophorans. Another important feature is the mandibular crest. This is slightly uh, ornamented and seems to be an ornamentation artifact, probably for intraspecific behavior. Oh, wow. Um, so for my last question, thyreophorans are absolutely fascinating, as we've learned but ultimately they lived quite a long time ago. So can you tell me why is it important to study and name these species and why does this discovery matter? Well, I think the finding of Jacopil is important uh, for several reasons. 
This is the first uh, definitive thyrophoran dinosaur to be named in Argentina and the first biped thyrophoran from uh, South America. This also increases the, the variety of uh, locomotor forms and lifestyles uh, known to, to this group of dinosaurs. On the other hand, Chacapil increases the diversity of the Labuichera vertebrates, showing a complex ecosystem in an ancient desert of the Lake Cretaceous of North Patagonia. Finally, the example of Chacapil and several other recent findings showed that the efforts in increasing the fossils uh, search in the less studied uh, southern land mazes will give us uh, several surprises and help to solve problems in the life history of the uh, extinct and extinct clades and species. Look towards the south. Facundo, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Dear Zoe, many thanks to you to give me this uh, opportunity and to the people listening. All the best. Facundo Rigetti's paper, A New Cretaceous Thyreophoran from Patagonia Supports a South American Lineage of Armored Dinosaurs, is in the August 11th issue of Scientific Reports, Volume 12, Article 11621. See the episode details for an open access link to the paper, as well as to learn more about Facundo and his work. Also in the episode details is a truly incredible animation created by Gabriel Diaz-Yanten and Mauricio Alvarez. It's an imagining of what Facundo's new species might have looked like. It's artistic and it's beautiful and so cute. So uh, please do check it out. Thanks for listening to this episode of the New Species Podcast. This podcast was created by Brian Patrick and is edited and produced by Zoe Albion. If you would like to support us, please consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash newspeciespod. And if you'd like to get in touch with questions or feedback, please email us at newspeciespodcast at gmail.com.